Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.Life where we help you get the great loving relationship that you're looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you are not because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me, do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing to the channel if you're not already subscribed. Um, so it's been a while since I've done one of these live videos. I really thought I'd be able to get back into the swing of things a little bit earlier, um, but things have just been really busy around here. I mean, between moving to the new office um, and teaching this online course that, that um, I've been doing for the past couple of weeks, it's been an amazing experience, but it's been very time consuming. Um, and also just the fact that it's been summertime lately. Um, you know, when it's summertime, people tend to be a little bit more um, social and all that stuff. So we've been having to juggle a lot of things. Um, also, it's been, you know, my daughter's first birthday was about a week and a half ago. And uh, my wife, after she gave birth to our daughter, she uh, joined a new mom support group. And of course, all these other new moms in the support group have kids that were born, you know, about the same time, June, July time period. And so we've been going to a lot of one-year-old birthday parties over the past uh, couple of weeks. So been pretty busy, but things are finally starting to settle down a little bit. And I think I can really start to get back into consistent um, videos here on YouTube. So really hoping that will work out. Um, also, I got this in the mail. Uh, yesterday. I, I'm not sure if this is going to be reversed or not, but this is a proof copy of um, one of the books that I that I wrote. I've, you know, I've been writing books for Kindle, digital books, um, for a few years now, and I've always wanted to have one of these things published as like a real hold-it-in-your-hands kind of book. So getting that taken care of, I'm going to be flipping through this proof copy just to make sure everything looks right, everything's spelled right, um, the formatting's correct and all that. Um, but once that all looks good, I'm gonna be actually putting it up on Amazon and you know, if you want to, you can actually hold this in your hands. But if you wanna check this out um, ahead of time, you can head over to modernlove.life slash book and you can get this book, The Self-Esteem Solution, um, and also another book that I wrote called Be Loved For Who You Are. I think it is $7 US, I can't remember exactly, but it's, it's very affordable. Or if you want to, you can just go ahead and head over to Amazon.com where you can get this in Kindle format right away. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll be able to have this to you in physical form shortly. But anyway, what we're going to be talking about today is what to do when your ex won't text you back. And this can be a pretty frustrating thing. Um, if your ex is not texting you back, it can be really tough because, you know, you want to obviously have some sort of emotional connection with them. You want to restore contact with them. You want to feel close to them. But if they're not returning your messages, then it can really seem like there's a major disconnect and possibly even that your situation might be potentially hopeless. But before you go ahead and jump to that conclusion, I want to talk about a few considerations that you can make before deciding that everything is completely hopeless. So the first thing you want to think about is where your ex is at emotionally. Now, obviously breakups are an emotionally intense experience. They are things that really tug at our heartstrings. And um, for, for many people, it can be one of the most difficult and emotionally challenging experiences 
of their life. I remember I saw some sort of uh, study where they ranked the most emotionally difficult things that people go through and breakups and divorces were right up there next to like the death of a parent. So th these are very intense things that, that we're going through when it comes to a breakup. Um, and so as the result of this, your ex may have some unresolved emotions about things that happened during the breakup, before the breakup, even after the breakup. Um, and if you're not addressing these things, they can sort of form a wall that keeps you and your ex from actually connecting. So if your ex has hurt feelings, if your ex is, um, is still hung up over things that you did or didn't do, things that you said or didn't say, things that uh, may have impacted them in a deep way, it can really stop them from being open to communicating with you. And if that's the case, then the best thing to do is to really address the elephant in the room. Now, if you're not familiar, uh, if, you're, if English isn't your first language, you may not know that phrase, the elephant in the room. But basically, it's, um, it's basically something that everyone knows is there, but nobody's actually directly talking about it. And if there is an elephant in the room, if there is something hanging over your relationship with your ex that's keeping them from actively talking to you, if it's some sort of hurt feeling, if it's something left unsaid, if it's something that maybe you regret doing that you should apologize for, then by all means, go ahead, directly address that, get it out of the way. Um, oftentimes, people will say that you should just casually contact your ex as if nothing had happened. And sure, sometimes that can work out. Sometimes one of those, you know, oh, hey, remember that time that this interesting thing happened? I was just thinking about that. Sometimes those sorts of messages, they can work. Sometimes they can restore communication and things can go great from there. But if there's a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of complex feelings, a lot of tough feelings that are standing in the way, something like that probably isn't gonna cut it and it's best to just directly talk about it. Just say something along the lines of, hey, I know you might still be a little bit upset based off of the thing that I did, the way that I responded, the way that I acted, the way that I betrayed your trust, whatever it is. And I can totally understand that. And you just totally address it directly. That way your ex and you can actually have a real conversation about it rather than them having hurt feelings, not talking to you, you trying to pretend it didn't happen, and the two of you just not getting anywhere. You can actually start to have a direct conversation about it. That's absolutely the first thing that you can do when it comes to starting to restore that connection between your ex if your ex is not responding to your messages. The second reason why your ex may not be responding to your messages is because they might think that you are overly attached to an outcome, that you, that you have some sort of agenda with wanting to be in contact with them. That basically the only reason you're being in contact with them is because you want to get back together. And I mean, obviously, if you're watching a video like this, you probably do want to get back together with your ex. But if that is your primary motive for being in communication with them at the expense of understanding them, of listening to them, of hearing where they're at emotionally, then you're gonna have a very, very, very hard time getting through to them. Because what that comes across to them as, um, on the receiving end of that, is, hey, I don't care how you feel, this is what I want. I don't care what you're going through, this is what I want. I'm not concerned with your emotions, your feelings, your experience. What I'm more interested in is getting back together so that I can feel good again. And 
when it comes from a place like that, that is not something that's really going to inspire them to want to get back in contact with you or even want to get back together with you. What you want to do first and foremost is prioritize the connection between you and them. If the connection is there, the relationship will organically fall into place on its own. One of the big mistakes that people make is that they are very relationship focused. They try to frame everything as being about a relationship, moving towards a relationship, heading to a relationship, culminating in a relationship, culminating in some sort of commitment. And again, totally get that, but if that's coming at the expense of actually connecting emotionally with your ex, they're probably not going to want it, they're probably not going to have it, and they're probably going to start distancing themselves from you because it's just gonna seem like the two of you are on completely different wavelengths. They're having an emotional experience that is not being heard or addressed by you, and meanwhile, you're wanting something that's completely different from what they want, and it's just gonna seem like the two of you are, you know, passing trains in the night or something like that. Um, so it's really important that you take an interest in your ex's emotional experience, respond with empathy to them, um, relate to them where they're at on an emotional level, and really build that emotional connection first, trusting that the relationship, the commitment, and all of that is going to come into place organically on its own once the connection is there. And of course, the third reason why your ex may not be responding to you is due to something that's less um, less important than the other ones, less of a, of a big thing as the other ones. I mean, if you're familiar with the 80-20 principle, this is definitely more of the, you know, 80% of stuff that yields 20% of the results rather than the 20% of stuff that yields 80% of the results. Um, those first two things that we talked about are the small amount of things that yield big results. This is kind of the opposite side of that. And that is the specific way that you're communicating and texting with your ex. If you're communicating and texting with them in a way that's not really very conducive to them wanting to respond to you, to them wanting to interact with you, to welcoming them into an exciting, uplifting, enjoyable interaction or world with you, then you may not get much of a response. You know, typical messages that don't tend to get people very excited about responding to um, are things like, hey, what's up? How's it going? What's new? Things like that. You know, those are all cool and great and everything, especially if you genuinely mean that. But honestly, those are messages that do not really inspire a lot of excitement because they, number one, don't offer a lot from your perspective, first and foremost, which uh, your ex is going to, if, you're, if your ex is going to respond to it, in a meaningful way, I mean, besides just saying, oh, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm fine, thanks, or some other equally meaningless statement. Um, if your ex is going to respond in a genuine way, they're gonna have to take the first move towards being vulnerable. They're gonna have to make the first move towards really committing to the interaction. And that can feel risky and scary, given you know probably the unique and very uh, complex situation and history that the two of you share. And people don't want to be left hanging when it comes to things like that. Nobody wants to pour their heart out and then be left with nothing. And so it's it's not really a good move to ask somebody else to commit to the interaction and the relationship first, to be vulnerable first. What's better is for you to lead by example and start by sharing vulnerability yourself, by sharing about something interesting that's happening, happening with you, by sharing your feelings, your emotions, your sentiments, and so on and so forth. 
thus showing to your ex that you are committed to the interaction and that if they start to engage with you, then they're not just going to be left hanging and feeling silly if, uh, you know, you just respond with, okay, thanks, or something uh, sort of dismissive like that. Um, there's obviously other things that you can do through texting that are not going to be extremely helpful. Um, things such as, um, you know, being relationship focused, not seeing their point of view, um, communicating with them in the wrong way. Texting is a really difficult medium because there's a lot of room for misunderstanding because you don't have the, the ability to see somebody's face, to see their facial expressions, to hear their vocal tone, to understand if they're making a joke or if they're being serious about something. It's a very difficult medium. Um, I, I made several videos on this um, in a playlist about texting your ex. I'll go ahead and put a info card for that over there. Um, you can go ahead and check that out if that's something you're more interested in. But um, you know, this is definitely not something that's high up there on reasons why your ex is not texting you back. Most likely, it's due to the fact that there's emotions that they're working through um, that are left unresolved between the two of you, or that they're concerned that you have a hidden agenda or something like that that is not aligned with their best interests. So those would be the things that I'd really recommend that you check out first and foremost. And of course, if you want a little bit more guidance or advice on your specific situation, the best thing to do is to make sure that you're on our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com. And uh, with that being said, if you like what we're doing here, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe if you're not already. So let's see what folks are talking about in the chat section. Um, hello, Clay, hello, good afternoon. Well, hi there, everybody. Um, Just some general welcome comments. I uh, just want to say that it's all over. My ex called and told me that she's engaged to her rebound. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's necessarily 100% over, but for a lot of people, myself included, um, if there's like a ring involved, that's like a boundary that, that I personally wouldn't cross. Um, that is definitely a, a moral choice that you need to make on your own, but um, that's a boundary that I choose not to cross, and uh, I imagine probably most people wouldn't choose to cross that as well, too. Um, when somebody is engaged, when somebody is recently married, chances are that is probably the peak of the affection that they're willing to have with a particular person, so it's really not a good time to move in and try to get back together with somebody else. Um, I remember a long time ago, I got a message from somebody that said, hey, Clay, your advice doesn't work. Um, I, I got back in contact with my ex and I contacted her the day after she got married and she wanted nothing to do with me or something like that. And I'm just thinking, yeah, of course she didn't want anything to do with you. She literally got married the day before. That, you know, that is when her emotional investment, her emotional interest in her husband is probably going to be at or around the highest that it will ever be, which means she'll probably be very disinterested in uh, exploring a relationship with you the day after her wedding day. You know, so I'm really sorry that that happened. Um, if it is a true rebound relationship, just know that that it's probably not going to be that great of an engagement or a marriage in general, but um, that is a really tough situation to be in, so I'm sorry to hear that. There was a super chat, and once again, my understanding of the etiquette of YouTube is that I am morally, ethically, 
obligated to respond to super chats. Um, thank you for that, by the way. I've never, uh, I've never directly asked anybody for super chats, but I really do appreciate um, that you would go ahead and and send a super chat. Um, so let's see. Cornell says, I asked my ex to go to the movies. She agreed that um, that'll be the second time that we go. Is this a date? X has been not texting or calling much. However, she still agreed to go to the movies um, for the second time. Our connection is great. Okay, so um, first of all, don't worry. She absolutely still sees you through a romantic lens. It's really, really unlikely that your ex is just gonna see you as like a platonic friend, especially after spending time, intimate moments together, um, all of that stuff. It's really not possible to forget that kind of stuff. So your ex really most likely does see you through a romantic lens. Uh, with that being said, why is your ex still spending time with you um, in a friendly sort of way? The reason why is because they're just sort of feeling out what might be potentially possible between the two of you. Until your ex gets to the crisis point, which is one of their five stages of getting back together, this whole idea of interacting with you, of potentially getting back together with you and all that, it's just really kind of a feeling out process, an interesting exercise that they don't necessarily need to take any concrete action on or rearrange their life in any sort of way. Um, and when it gets to the crisis point, that's when things start to get real. But um, your ex is, is essentially feeling you out. They're trying to see what the connection is like. They obviously do enjoy spending time with you. If this is the second time that you're going out together, um, that you are spending time together and the connection is great. I mean, obviously they still enjoy spending time with you. So that's definitely one of the most important things. Um, obviously they, they still see you through a romantic lens, so they're still attracted to you. Um, whether or not you can call it a date, you know, an official, you know, sound of the trumpets kind of date, that's a little bit up for interpretation. It kind of depends on a specific case-by-case -case basis. But, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, you should probably assume that this is something akin to a date. That doesn't mean that, again, I don't know you specifically, so I don't know what a date means to you. I don't know if that means show up with flowers and all of that stuff, or if it just means hanging out and see how things go. Um, but I'd probably err more on the side of hanging out and see how things go. And, um, you know, flirting when necessary and appropriate, um, doing things to deepen the emotional connection, doing things to create a strong bond emotionally, and doing things that bring the two of you closer together. That's really what you should be doing during your time together. Um, the more that emotional connection grows and deepens, the more comfortable your ex is going to feel interacting with you and and coming closer together with you and the more of a foundation that's going to build beneath the two of you to the point where they will eventually decide, yeah, I want to be in a relationship with you again. And, um, you know, looking back after you get back together, they'll be like, yeah, we were dating the whole time in our own way. But right now in the present moment, um, I mean, it really depends on where things are between the two of you. If you are already flirting a lot, if you're already talking about um, romantic things together, then, you know, it probably is okay to, you know, call it a date. But if the two of you are just spending time together, connecting, um, and all of that stuff, then maybe you want to back off a little bit until things are a little bit more overt, until things are a little bit 
clearly defined between the two of you before you start calling it a date. But, um, you know, overall things are, uh, from what you've shared at least, things are looking pretty good. You know, the two of you are spending time together. This is your second time meeting up in person. The two of you are having a great connection. So, um, you know, I'm inclined to think that, yeah, totally go on this uh, outing, date, meetup, whatever you want to call it, and definitely start to slowly crank up the romantic tone a little bit through things such as flirting. But again, keep the focus more on the connection rather than trying to make it look or seem a certain way when it comes to, oh, is this looking like a date? Does this seem like a date? Does she think it's a date? Like more so than any of that, really just focus on the emotional connection, uh, focus on flirting if it feels good, but don't think that you need to force it. And um, yeah, just take things from there. So anyway, hope that helped you out. Thank you again for the super chat. Um, let's see what else folks are talking about. Um, where did we leave off? Okay. My ex and I are starting to rekindle things and he admitted that he still cares for me and has feelings. That was from uh, Whitney. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's great to hear that, that your ex still has feelings for you and the two of you are starting to move together. Um, now, obviously, as this is happening, you want to, again, prioritize the emotional connection first and foremost between the two of you because the emotional connection is the foundation that you want to build um, your new budding relationship on top of. I know oftentimes people will try to prioritize the romantic side of things, the sexual side of things, the attraction side of things, because oftentimes people are just really terrified of being in the friend zone, and so they really go for that romantic side of things hard. But if the emotional connection isn't really there, then it doesn't necessarily end well. It can often end up in situations where it's like a friends with benefits sort of thing, a, um, let's just, let's just kind of leave it at that. I want to keep the language pretty clean for this uh, broadcast. Um, but, but yeah, so really make sure that you're building up the emotional side of things and not just the physical side of things. Otherwise it can lead to places that you may not want to go with. If you are okay with things going that way, then that's all right. But if that's not where you want to go, then make sure that you have a strong emotional foundation. Sounds like that's happening. Make sure that keeps going. And um, I think you might end up in a place that you really like. Uh, my ex has moved in with a man after two months of knowing him. She seems like she's in love. She has filed for divorce, I'm guessing with you, um, and is so mean. The house is being sold. I don't feel like there is a chance anymore. I did a lot of mistakes and um, yep, she doesn't respond. So leaving her for now so we both heal, reaching out early isn't a good idea. How can I turn this around um, if all she is being hateful and saying she doesn't love me anymore, she says I took her happiness away, um, and that it has been 11 years down the drain. She won't give me a chance. She won't allow me conversation um, other than dealing with the house and divorce and won't see me face to face. Do you approach them or text them. Okay, so there's obviously a lot of pain and hurt that she's experiencing towards you. I don't know what the reason for that is. 
um, but you probably do know what the reason for that is if you stop and think about it. Um, so she's feeling a lot of hurt and pain about you and about things that maybe happened in the past or didn't happen in the past. And so she's probably not going to be open to interacting with you, open to talking to you, open to possibly um, resolving anything with you until, until um, she is seen and heard in her pain. So what you want to do is you want to communicate with her and let her know that you understand what she's going through. You understand potentially how your actions have hurt her and impacted her in the past and the, the, the effect that they've had on her. Tell her what motivated you to do those sorts of things. Um, maybe you were just caught up in work and you weren't thinking about the effect that it was having on, on her. Maybe you were under a lot of stress for some reason and you were just so focused on getting from one day to the next that you didn't even bother to see things from her point of view. But whatever it is, let her know. And then also let her know what it is that you actually want, which is probably some form of like, I just want us to be able to talk civilly with one another or something along those lines. And if you can communicate this to her, then that's probably going to go a step in the right direction towards helping to heal the, um, the connection between the two of you, okay? Now, when it comes to how to send this, probably not through text message. Um, I know it's kind of cliche, but maybe you might want to do a handwritten letter. Maybe you might want to send her an email if that's a better way to communicate with her. Maybe you even might want to consider telling her this to her face, maybe over the phone or in person when the two of you are meeting up to talk about things. Um, I could absolutely see that working. I think face-to-face -face is probably the best way to do it. It's definitely the most um, courageous way to do it. Um, and so I think that's probably what I would recommend uh, without knowing anything more about the details of your situation. But I think first and foremost, you want to clear out the resentment and bitterness that she's holding against you um, that's keeping her from actually having a civil, reasonable conversation with you. Then I saw there was another super chat and let's go ahead and get to that. That is uh, Cornell again. Okay. Uh, we reached crisis point already. Things were great last week. Lots of flirting between me and her. She is acting like she did when we dated just way better. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're through the crisis point already and there's flirting and all of that stuff, I mean, you might be just a few steps away from the finish line, to be completely honest with you. Um, you might even be at new beginnings. Now, when it comes to this, you really could just be one conversation away from actually being back together again. And this is how I'd recommend that you do it. So when the, when the mood is right, when the context is right, obviously don't do this if you're having an argument or just out of the blue or something like that. But when you're actually in the middle of an interaction that's feeling good, the two of you are at ease, maybe laughing over something or something like that, then just go ahead and float out the idea of, hey, I've really enjoyed interacting with you over the past couple of weeks, months, however long it's been. Um, is that something that you've enjoyed? And then, you know, she'll probably say something like, yeah, I've really enjoyed it too. And then you say, hey, well, have you ever thought about the idea of us getting back together again? And she'll probably say something along the lines of, you know, it's crossed my mind. And then you can actually say, well, what do you think about the idea of maybe we give it another go? And that's when the two of you can actually start to get into a dialogue about 
what sort of hesitations or concerns you have. Um, you know, she'll obviously tell you what's going on with her. And of course, I want you to absolutely feel comfortable telling her any concerns that you have as well too, because you probably have concerns. You probably have things like that too. People often overlook their own concerns um, and questions and things that they probably should bring up at this point in the process, but absolutely bring up those yourself as well. Um, and then go ahead and work back and forth to try to figure out what you can do to make things work. Go ahead and go back and forth to try and come up with strategies to avoid the issues that led to the breakup in the first place and to really create a better, stronger relationship together. Um, you know, based off of what you shared with me in this live stream, it really does sound like you potentially could be right there. And all it takes is one conversation to bring the two of you um, back to being an official couple again. So I definitely consider that if it sounds like it fits your situation. Anyway, guys, this live stream has been going on for a while. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But thanks again. I'm going to do my absolute best to get on here again tomorrow. Um, but thanks again for tuning in. If you like what we're doing, give me a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed. And if you want a little bit more advice for your custom situation, please head on over and make sure that you are on our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com. Anyway, thanks so much. And I'll hopefully talk to you tomorrow. Take care.